Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. Doing a little talk about the abortion rights issue and uh, and the gun, the new gun law that passed, the new uh, concealed carry law. I wanted to pull up an article about the Democratic Party being able to ratify Roe versus Wade because I think that kind of is at the uh, center uh, of the abortion issue. Bear with me just a moment here. How's it going, Chief Honeymoon? But yeah, so young girls can get pregnant. I've heard of girls as young as nine years old getting pregnant. I went to school with a girl 14 in junior high that got pregnant. So there's no way that a child has the capacity either mentally or financially to take care of a baby. It's just impossible. They're still developing and growing, and they're, you know, be, you know, below under sixteen, you're not even legally able to work. So how are you going to provide? So exactly. So now that burden becomes that kid's parent, right, or grandparent, and we see this already, where parents and grand, you know, grandparents are raising the kid, um, either because of, you know, basically because of societal failures, right. Um, we could go into that whole thing of the systemic incarceration of black men uh, and the destruction of the black family by, you know, intentionally, once again, by our government and probably by corporations so they can benefit from slave labor. Once again, um, you know, so slavery never really went away. If you want to look at the big picture like that, right? Like I live in California and, um, I'm sure you've all heard of the wildfires that we're having every single year. Now, instead of the calling it summer, they call it wildfire season. And wildfire season runs from May through October, which is seriously disturbing, right? I've been evacuated four times. Can't even tell you the, the trauma that that induces, you know, anytime I smell smoke. Anytime it's really hot and the wind picks up, I have that trauma response, right? The one night, the, the, the fire one time, 2017, it, it got within four blocks of where I was living. So I had to pack everything I could into uh, my vehicle, which, you know, wasn't much. So it's like deciding what you want to keep, what's important to you, and what you could let burn, right? Nobody should be faced with that decision. But um, but I digress. But yeah, so a kid t can't take care of a kid. Right. And that's what we're that's what we're forcing with this law. Um, and it's utterly ridiculous. And I just want to go back to, you know, no matter what you think about pro-life, pro-choice. Are we are we trying to live in a free country or not? Because if you are and if you think we are a free country, if you want it to be a free country, then you would absolutely be against this because this is the government telling you what you have to do with your body. And nothing could be more of a fundamental freedom than what you do with your own body that doesn't affect anybody else, right? I hear people, you know, I, I was on a talk, uh, more of a debate with two pro-life Christian people. And, and it was horrific to hear them talk because they're not pro-life. They're just, they're extremists, basically, right? 
So out of one corner of their mouth, they're saying that they care for all lives, that these kids, you know, it's a living being and it, once it's sentient and and then, you know, and then that got destroyed because the brain doesn't develop till X period, right? Then a doctor or a medical person joined the talk and destroyed that argument. But these two religious people were saying that they believe gay people should be locked up in jail. So like, wait a minute, how can you say you're pro-life? But you're not pro all life. You're not pro gay people's life. You're you're only pro unborn life. And then I'll take that even further. Like, what about veterans? Are you pro life for veterans? Because 22 veterans commit suicide every day because of the horrific shit that we made them do in some war for profit for a corporation on the other side of the world, right? We haven't been there. I don't even, you know, if you've seen Oliver Stone's The Untold History of the United States, it even debunks the myth that the World War II was a quote unquote just war. Right. Because because people call that the last good war, you know, where we were on the, the side of, of, you know, righteousness. Well, that's all bullshit, too. And um and check it out. You can see it for free on YouTube. The Untold History of the United States. It's a 10-part series that first aired on Showtime, taken from a book that a guy wrote. And Oliver Stone was so blown about, blown away by the book that he turned it into this series. And it is unbelievable. It'll blow your mind, the horrible shit that our government has done and continues to do over and over and over again in the name of corporate profit. Right. And uh, George Bush's George Bush Jr., his grandfather, Prescott Bush. So the daddy of Daddy Bush. He was the head executive for mobile oil and he was selling oil to the Nazis. Right. So the Nazi war machine would have come to a screeching halt without this oil. Congress you know, mandated that he stop selling oil to the Nazis. And he didn't. So right there, corporations, untouchable, right? He should have gone to jail, but no, he never did. And his son went on to become president and his son's son went on to become president. You know, they should have been looked at as war criminals, but instead they're one of our political dynasties. Like we got the Kennedys, the Bushes and the Clintons. And I don't know about the Kennedys, but the Clintons and the Bushes are dirty as hell. You know, they are both dirty as hell. Um, I see somebody else wants to come up here. Daddy Thunderstorm, give me a minute here. I'm going to read a uh, an article that I wanted to touch on. Well, we got three messages, and then I'm going to read this article from Newsweek. This is from... Uh, well, it says it's from today, but I saw it yesterday, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Written on uh, Newsweek from 625-22, Barack Obama blasted for not codifying Roe v. Wade, and it's looked at as a democratic failure. So let's get through these messages, and then we'll come back to that. We are ready. They are ready. Corporations running pretty much everything, and government enforces it nonstop. Amen. We are already there. We have become a fascist state. Got a message from Adorable Deplorable. What's going on, Adorable? 
Yo, 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 what it do, what it do? This is the Gay Republican tuning into you. Good morning, happy Saturday, and another thing with Dave. This is Stereo's Adorable, Deplorable in the House. Just dropping an initial message here to show you some love and support from Stereo's gay Hispanic millennial, son of an illegal immigrant, proud conservative Republican. <laughs> Always love when you give shows and your opinion. Abortion rights and gun laws in America. Well, the Constitution says you can't kill babies unless it's with an AK-47. Oh, snap. What's up, adorable, deplorable? We got another message from adorable. So isn't it interesting that in the same docket, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, but declared New York's conceal and carry laws unconstitutional. Conservatives. States should decide their own laws, except New York. Yeah, right. Make that make sense. Yeah. So, exactly. You can't make that make sense. Um, and and it's, it's hypocrisy through and through, really. Because, you know, adorable. I don't know if you heard, I was just talking about, I was on a debate with two pro-lifers and two pro-choice people. I wasn't on the debate. I was in the, uh, in the audience listening. But these two, quote unquote, pro-lifers, one of them went on to say, you know, before I found Jesus, I used to be a horrible person. I used to watch rape videos. I used to watch animal sex videos. Like, OK, um, wow, that's divulging a lot. But then he, then that same person and the woman who would, would claim to be pro-life both went on to say that they think gay people should be locked up. If they continue to do their crimes, like, whoa, 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 it's not a crime. What the hell are you talking about? Choosing to love somebody? How is that a freaking crime? Like, oh, my God, it was unbelievable. It's like, but at the, out of the other side of their mouth, they're talking about pro-life. So wait a minute, you're pro-unborn lives. Let's be specific about that. Because you probably don't give a shit about veterans, the 22 veterans a day that are committing suicide, coming back from our, you know, wars for profit on the other side of the world. You clearly don't give a, a damn about gay lives and their rights. Um, I, I was just I was blown away to hear people say this on on the air. Right. And uh, of course, somebody eventually reported that show and it got canceled because that you know they're they're basically spewing hate speech right i mean condoning locking people up i mean it, it couldn't you know that can't it's oh my god i was blown away i was blown away what just happened right there i accidentally hit a button and it tried to jump me to another talk. What happened? And I lost some people. Oh, man. And I lost a message. What happened with that? Stereo. Come on, get better. 
I shouldn't be able to swipe out when I'm in a talk. Okay, cool. You guys are back. Sorry about that. I uh, I was trying to play the message that I had. I'm not sure who left the message, but if you could leave it again, it got erased. I was trying to play the message, and I guess I overzealously swiped. So I was fired up about what I was talking about, and it tried to jump me to another talk. Um, so I apologize for that glitch. But unbelievable how these two quote-unquote pro-life people were condoning, basically spewing hate speech right against the gay community. I could not believe it. And they didn't realize that they were doing it even, right? That's the that's the scary part is that they think they're good Christians. Wow. Wow. It just blows me away. Like my father was a minister. So that you know and, and at 9 years old I I demanded that he pay me to go to church because it even at 9 I saw the hypocrisy and was disgusted by it. By the time I was 12, I refused to go. I would not go. He couldn't even pay me to go. Because I heard these people saying one thing, and then I saw them doing another thing in their daily life, and that made me sick. And I just looked at them like a bunch of liars that are full of shit. So, yeah. So the hypocrisy of some religious people uh, just just kills me. And especially case in point, these two people who were Miss Smitty. Hello, I'm so sorry. What's I'm going late. on? Oh, you're all good. I was just telling this story about the religious hypocrisy, and and I experienced this disturbing thing the other day on stereo, where these two born again Christians were mm-hmm. saying that they condone locking up gay people. For their crimes. Like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Choosing who you choose to love is not a crime. You know, so uh, one corner of their mouth, they're talking about pro-life. But then in the next sentence, they're saying that gay people should be locked up. So they're not. They're pro-religious tyranny is what they mean to say, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm pro telling you what to do with your body. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think we agree on this, but it, it's just so ironic to me when you're pro unborn fetus and telling, but you're not going to raise it. You're not volunteering You're not to, to raise it. You're not donating money for that family. You just want to tell them what to do. But those same people are fine with the 22 veterans a day that commit suicide. They're fine with our homeless epidemic. They're fine with, you know, unaffordable housing. Um, so the irony is, is thick. I saw a meme today that said nothing makes atheism more appealing than American Christianity. And it's true. And it's, you know, it's just so sickening, like that this is the country that we live in. Right. Yeah. I did not see this coming. I did not see this coming. The abortion thing. Yes. But the gun thing and, and at the same time as the abortion thing. Oh my God. I mean, I'm pro-gun, but that's crazy. That's crazy town. Me too. I'm not anti-gun, right? And this is an argument that particular people um, who, I don't see them in the audience right now, but who are I'm often discussing these issues with on stereo, um, like to always point out that, you know, like the same people that are, think it's such a victory that you can just have guns wherever you want them and that Roe being overturned is a victory and this and that. Um, I'm not anti-gun. 
I think that we should have sensible laws about who can have guns and where uh, and what kind of guns. But I'm not absolutely couldn't agree with you more. Um, I wanted to read this article really quick that I saw yesterday in Newsweek. Uh, It's from yesterday, 625, written by Dara Roach in Newsweek. And it says, uh, the title is, Barack Obama blasted for not codifying Roe v. Wade. And it's, I guess it's, and then it says in quotes, Democratic failure. Um, Social media users have criticized former President Barack Obama for not passing legislation to codify abortion rights into federal uh, following the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn two landmark abortion rulings. Obama, a Democrat who served as president from 2009 to 17, took to Twitter on Friday in response to the court's decision to overturn 1973's Roe v. Wade and 1992 Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which had found a woman's right to abortion was constitutionally protected. Today, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent, it regulated the most intensely personal decisions someone can make in the, to the whims of politicians and ideologues, attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans. The former president wrote at the beginning of the thread, about abortion rights. Uh, Critics responded to Obama's tweets by arguing that he had had the ability to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law during his time as president, but failed to do so, despite the Democrats controlling the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. From 2009 to 11, the Democrats refused to codify Roe even when they had the power to, to do so, wrote screenwriter Thomas Cunningham. RBG, or Ruth Bader Ginsburg, refused to retire when Obama could pick her replacement. Biden promised to codify Roe. Uh, I'm sorry, Biden, Biden promised he'd codify Roe, uh, and he didn't. Trump, The Trump win is only one part. The other is Democratic failure. I agree with that, honestly, that. as a Democrat. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting and pretty frustrating at the same time, because then we wouldn't be having this conversation. It would be, as far as I know, if it was codified, it would be irreversible and basically written in stone is how I understand it. Right. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You'll get no argument from me. I think that's correct. Um, I, my, I guess the only defense I can give for the Democrats and as a Though I am a Democrat, I don't always agree with the way that they do shit. Um, I I think that a lot of us just really trusted that it was kind of settled law. You know, Mutually even Brett agreed upon, said so right? during his confirmation hearings. And Amy Coathanger Barrett said pretty much the same thing, <laughs> right? Um, so, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I, particularly on Friday when Susan Collins was like, I can't believe they lied to me in their confirmation hearings. We all fucking knew they were lying. Susan Collins. Why didn't you like, yeah, I don't know. Come on. Right. We're stupid or they want us to believe that they're stupid. But, you know, come on. You don't get that far by by being that stupid. So uh, that's clearly playing dumb for the audience. Right. We all saw it coming. Yes. 
yeah, we all saw this coming or, or it wouldn't have even been a discussion. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I want I'd like to ask your opinion on two things. Like, why do you think the Democrats did not codify? And what do you think is the underlying motivation behind, you know, making abortion illegal? Oh, well, let me answer them in reverse order. Um, I think this is all about control. And uh, I'm going to really quickly limit up the thing that Clarence Thomas said. I would imagine you've probably mentioned this so far, but if you haven't, um, right after the decision uh, came down, it said, in, um, in future cases, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell, because any substantive due process decision is demonstrably erroneous. We have a duty to correct the error established in those precedents. And those cases uh, are in regards to uh, birth control for married people, uh, sodomy, and gay marriage, right? So yeah. um, they're not, they don't plan on stopping at abortion. They want to codify into law their religious tyranny across, uh, across many facets of American society. If you are not yeah. uh, a heterosexual, um, you should watch out. A heterosexual man, you should watch out. Yeah, and then what is it going to be next? A heterosexual white man, right? I mean, I could and see that being right, the next, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, I'm, gl- mention, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that because I hadn't touched versus, on that yet. Yeah, he didn't mention uh, Loving versus Virginia, which uh, protects the right to uh, interracial marriage. And he himself is in an interracial marriage, but it's another one of those uh, similar sort of cases. Well, and, and what so hypocrisy coming from him, because I forget what it was, but he was he was found to be in or is what was it, his wife? They, I mean, they were in violation of the law. And, yeah. Yeah. What was a, that about? Oh, she uh, she was she was uh, exposed during all of the the one six investigation. Her text messages with uh, Mark Meadows um, about trying to uh, stop from the election from being stolen. Um, by the Democrats. Um, and this is Jenny Thomas, oh, wife oh. of Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice, who, uh, you know, like was essentially, she was the go-between between the Supreme Court, between Clarence Thomas and uh, the Trump administration. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She's a lunatic. So talk of, yep. Yeah, well, clearly. And, and so not only are we not looking into that, I mean, but we're taking their their opinion into consideration i mean it's the irony the hypocrisy mm-hmm. is just thick um and w- what do you think might be the democrats motive for you know i I've, I've got kind of a um, devil's advocate mindset i don't know you've probably seen some of my topics that i talk about and stuff mm-hmm. so i almost think that you know i would our, our our prisons are are basically slave labor camps at this point, right? I mentioned this earlier, but your average prisoner makes between eighty cents an hour and two dollars an hour to make corporate profit. You know, making products for Levi, Nike, Old Spice. So to me, kind of the only thing that would make sense. I mean, I see where you're going. That it's it might just be another step towards a dystopian fascist future. That's but what I, think. what I was thinking what I was thinking might make sense is that they're just trying to fill the prisons. 
well, that's get more slave too. labor. I, I really think they're yeah. just trying to control us and they want us all to live uh, what their version of what the Christian faith, you know, like their version of what is morally right. Yeah, as decided by a rich white man. Exactly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, you know, and, and wasn't our country founded on the separation of church and state? So, you know, that's all a myth. This is the drum that I've been beating, right? Like, to me, it this is not an issue of abortion. Um, I Ideally, we would live in a world where people did not seek abortions, right? I think um, the, the myth is that pro-choice people are pro-abortion. I'm not pro-abortion, make no mistake. I wish that people did not have abortions, right? But that's not the yeah. world we live in. Um, to me, one of the fundamentals of being an American, living in a free country, is that it's, it's not up to me how you live your life. And conversely, right. it's not up to you how I live my life. I right. will support your religious freedom as long as you don't try to shove your religion down my throat. Amen. And I, I totally agree. I'm I'm pro-choice. But what that means is pro-freedom, right? Like I'm pro-free speech. You don't have to say what yep. I what I think, what I agree with. Like I, I think Alex Jones should be able to spew his crazy rhetoric because if, if we block him, it's a slippery slope. And then who's next? You know, um, my YouTube got, channel got taken down recently. Um, I did a talk. Um, I think Rose City might have been in it. I saw him in the audience, but it was I titled it The Dystopian Reality of the United States. And I, I'm double vaxxed, but my video was taken down and I was given three strikes within a month, right? And after you're given your first strike on YouTube, you can't take videos down. So I was trying to take down anything that might be considered controversial to Oh, but they won't say you take them down after the fact? No, as soon as you have oh, one wow. strike, you can't edit your channel at all. So I was set up. So That's who bad. knows? Somebody might have reported me because they didn't like something I said. So after I had one strike, within three weeks, I had two more strikes and my channel was done. Couldn't save videos, couldn't download them, couldn't remove them, just done. So I had that channel since 2015. So seven years of work, just gone. You know, I had hundreds of, of podcasts up there. But more importantly, I had been compiling an archive of really important documentaries that I feel like every American should see. 1,200 documentaries. Those are all gone. Um, and you don't have it backed up anywhere, I'm guessing? Yeah, of course not. That sucks. Whoops. I'm sorry. Whoops. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are, so those that, are lessons you know, the mistakes you only make once. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and that the, the not backing it up is completely on me. But, I mean, I thought I didn't think we were there yet. But clearly well, we are. So it's think, a really I would slippery think that, slope. You know, it's a backward system to give you your, you know, your first strike and then not allow you to take corrective measures to ensure that you don't get more strikes. So that's that's what I felt. And I even emailed them asking them, hey, let me let me edit my channel. Nope, you can't you can't you know, you can't make any changes to your channel once you have a strike, once when, when it's in quote unquote review. And while it was in review, I got those two more strikes. Um, and and the, the reason giving, given was that I was giving out medical misinformation, but I'm double vaxxed. So I might have talked about Joe Rogan and what he did, 
but I wasn't telling people to not get vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. So once again, hypocrisy. And when you start, you know, censoring speech, it's a really, really slippery slope. And you might agree with it initially because you don't like what's being said or the person that's saying it. But then, you know, it can quickly lead to book burning and some Hitler type shit. Um, you know, because anybody that knows me knows I don't spew hatred. Um, you know, I'm a pretty level headed guy. I, I am the devil's advocate and I never trust the government. I always go first with, oh, there's probably an evil motive for this. <laughs> um, right, right. I admit right. that. I admit that. But but if you look at the government's track record, they've got a horrible track record with the Tuskegee experiments, with MKUltra and all this. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, you know, you look at somebody's history and it tells you what they're capable of in the future. Right. Right. I see that. Yeah. But um, so what would you see as the Democrats motivation for not codifying Roe v. Wade? Again, I think that it just. Uh, nobody really, nobody fully expected this day. And that's stupid on the part of the Democrats, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an excuse for the Democrats for this because I do this years ago. And now here we are. And I do think that we will take steps to overturn this going forward to prevent this from um, being settled like I don't think this is the end by any means but right. we could have avoided just like yeah. almost all the problems that America's had in, in history we could have avoided this this is to some degree this is our own problem yeah I agree it's been a long time coming I mean you know ever since I heard about a contention with it it's been on the chopping block that whole time and the Republicans never let up. This was always in their sights for oh, some right. reason. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. It makes me, makes me frustrated and makes me question things at the same time. Um, I yeah, will take this just... moment to uh, remind our 11 listeners that uh, abortion pills are legal and that the, the Biden administration is going to do what they can to make sure that they stay legal and available to you uh, and health in a situation that you're not able to, uh, that you need help that you can't access because of where you live, uh, feel free to message me, Mrs. Smitty. I live in California, and uh, I'm happy to help you in any way that I possibly can. Yeah, same. I live in California, and, you know, send me a money order, and I'll even mail them to you. Hit um, me up. My DMs are open. Yeah. Yep. Same. Yeah. And, I, and one, I just want to touch on that. You know, I, because I am pro-choice, in no way or shape makes me pro-abortion. It's a horrific experience. Uh, I've been through it with partners, and it, it there's a trauma that that causes. Um, you know, and for many years after, that trauma still exists. Um, and I, you know, I have regrets, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, oh man, I'd have a 15 year old kid right now. Kind of, uh -huh. you know, and, and, and I wish I did, but you know, not enough to like, you know, guilt trip or pressure or manipulate my partner into doing the opposite of what she wanted to do. And, uh, you know, 
she was studying for her master's degree at the time, and she's gone on to get her doctorate. So case in point, now she could raise, you know, six kids if she wants. But at that time, she would have had to drop out of the master's program, and she would have a completely different life than she does now because somebody else wanted her to. Right? So I put my feelings on the back burner. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, you know, no way in shape, no way or shape am I pro death of anybody. I'm anti all wars. I'm, you know, I, I like to think I am pro life, but not in that regard, because I'm pro veterans lives. I'm pro finding a solution for homelessness and affordable housing. You know, I, I think we need to worry about caring for the lives that are already existing before we worry about bringing more people onto this planet. We've got so many horrific issues going on in the United States right now simultaneously, and we don't seem to be doing anything on any of those fronts. Um, We're both in California, right? And so housing here, we're at the forefront of the housing crisis, right? I'm about an hour north of San Francisco. And, um, you know, they're building, I used to be in real estate and the, uh, president of the California Builders Association made a speech at a real estate meeting. And he said, you know, well, we're 10 years behind in development. So they're finally catching up now. But what they do is they mandate that 10% of new developments be affordable housing, but only for the first 10 years. Then what? Then where do those people go? Then goodbye to that affordable housing and good luck getting into the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's crazy. You're creating like a uh, a musical chairs type situation where like, oh, God, next year we got to move because the rents are going to go through the roof. Where do we move to? Is there a and new development the you can of, move then into? Then you go back to the bottom of the list uh, because right. much more than 10 percent of people uh, could use that affordable housing. So it's hard to get right. into in the first place. Exactly. And then you're possibly relocating out of state, but out of state prices are getting higher because of what's happening here and in New York and, you know, in other uh, metropolitan areas. You know, I was the in a talk even- on stereo and they were talking about like with the income requirements, how much money you can make and still qualify for, I think it was food stamps we were looking up. And it's very high in some areas, San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, places like this. Uh, you know, you can make something in the neighborhood of like $80,000 in your, your family, um, which to people who live in some places seems like a shockingly large amount of money. Um, but it, it speaks to what housing really costs in some major metropolitan areas in America um, that you can make what would be considered what growing up I would have thought of as, you know, like a, a solidly upper middle class sort of income. Um, and still qualify for government assistance in some parts of the country. Yeah, that's a mind blow. Well, case in point, San Francisco, I'm not sure now, but about a year ago, um, I kind of always check the prices there just to see. I used I lived there for 20 years and, you know, I would love to be able to move back, but I can't. Um, this is the closest I was able to move to San Francisco, an hour and a half north um, because of housing prices. And a year ago, the... Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The a year ago, the average price of a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco was four thousand five hundred dollars a month. That's more than forty-eight grand a year for a one-bedroom. And that's just for your rent, right? 
just right. That doesn't include utilities, groceries, you know, parking tickets, you know. Right. I had a thousand dollars in parking tickets in one month living there because, you know, they're crazy like that. I'll bet. But uh it, yeah, it's just unbelievable. So all these things going on simultaneously, but I'm gonna force you to as a, you know, rich white senator to have a baby. And and let's not forget the fact, let's not let's not lose the fact that fifty percent of our politicians are millionaires. Right. So it's the haves telling the have nots what to do with their body under the guise of freedom and, you know, right. other hypocrisy. And it won't affect, it, it, it will have minimal impact on wealthy people, right? Because anyone who's rich enough, they're the people that are going to be able to travel to seek abortion care. Um, sure. It's the, it's the low income people, the people who truly can't afford to, to become parents. Um, who also right. won't be able to afford to uh, to seek abortion care. Exactly. Nancy Pelosi's daughter, if she has one or had one or her granddaughter or whatever, they could fly to Switzerland, you know, or wherever and, and do whatever. Right. Right. So it's not going to affect them at all. So it's another it's a war on the poor, basically. Right. And, and it's a more squeezing of the poor and working class. Um, and, and who are already being squeezed so much in so many ways, you know, with, with this quote unquote inflation, which is really turned out to be price gouging, um, you know, on, on many fronts, this is happening right now, stagnating wages, increasing price of everything, housing going through the roof because, you know, largely because of corporate speculation, um, I'm sure you heard of, of what is it, Blackstone, what is that investment group, mm -hmm. buying up whole neighborhoods? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and where I live, um, Santa Rosa, you know, we we lost 8,000 houses to a, well, 5,000 houses, 8,000 buildings to a fire in 2017. So whole neighborhoods were getting redeveloped, right? Um, and the price went from the average price went in 2000 and once again i was in real estate so i knew these numbers uh in 2017 the average home price here was 525,000 now it's 829,000 i believe that so that's an obscene increase you know it, it, almost 50% increase in you know what 5 years insane so that's not sustainable. Not sustainable. Here we got uh, seven messages. Let me uh, let me hit one of these messages here. Okay. Adorable, deplorable. Unfortunately, what my fellow conservatives don't realize is that religious liberty does not mean you get to use your Christian morals to create legislation over other people. It means that you have the right to be Christian in this country. They shouldn't call themselves pro-life. They should call themselves pro-birth because your religious morals are severely lacking when you want a child born but not fed, educated, housed, and provided health care. They are pro-birth which is fundamentally different 
than pro-life. Absolutely. Oh my God. That's a great point. Yeah. We got to touch on that for a minute. Like exactly. And first of all, religious freedom doesn't, like he just said, it doesn't mean you get to tell anybody else what to do. It just means we're not going to hang you for your beliefs. Right. Right. It just means and then, you're uh, free to believe what you believe, but that should mean right. that I am also free to believe what I believe. Exactly. There's two sides to that coin, and you can't have one without the other. Otherwise, we're just fascist. Um, right. And I like the other point he touched on, which I kind of touched on earlier, but I'd like you to chime in on this, which is it's one thing to have a kid. But like I was saying, with all these increases in prices, What's that quality of life going to be like? Like, do we want more homeless people? Do we want more gang members? Do we want more people that have been neglected and for whatever or for whatever reason, lose their mind and start shooting places up? Do we want more of those people? I say no. I say you need a, a very stable home life. And, you know, you got to make some pretty damn good money to have a kid these days. Well, the thing is, it's about more than just money, too, right? Anyone who has kids will tell you that having a kid is an extraordinarily demanding thing, right? It's worth it. And most parents will tell you the same, that it's it's worth it. But it's a hard it's hard work all the time uh, beyond what it costs. There's a there's an emotional and mental cost to parenting as well. Um, and so right. when you are forcing people who have looked at themselves and said, you know what, I'm not ready for this for whatever reason, emotionally, uh, mentally, financially, uh, I'm not ready to be a parent. We should believe them and say, OK, yeah. you know, like forcing those forcing people to have kids that they're not ready to take care of uh, is is just so it's wrong on so many levels. It, I think it's a disservice to those children who are being born as well. I completely agree. And there's so many potential ripple effects from that, right? Like, especially if somebody's forced to carry an unwanted child and they, and they, you know, they're living with resentment towards that child. Like, how's that exactly. going to end well? Right. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard parenthood described, I, you know, I have three siblings and they all have two kids. I've heard it described by many people beyond my immediate family as the hardest job you'll ever do, but the most rewarding. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Talk Hogan? Joining the joining the panel. Thank you. Or uh, the crowd. Let me play another message. That was a great message. Thank you, Adorable. Another message from Adorable. If my Adorable. fellow conservatives want to make a difference in this country, then perhaps they should make health care as easily accessible as I don't know. An AK-47. <laughs> I love it when we get to agree, adorable. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have no argument there. I, I think right there, he's just being logical. It's he, That's beyond party lines. That's just logic. Yep. Um, he's got another one here. Adorable, deplorable. Maybe what needs to happen in this country is a mass shooting where a crazed lunatic with an AK-47, goes out and kills a bunch of pregnant women. Oh, my God. It seems like dead fetuses is the only way to get the attention of Republicans. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, yeah, because we don't yep. care that much about dead 10-year-olds, apparently. Or yeah, we clearly. Think the answer right. to uh, dead 10-year-olds is more guns somehow. Yeah, unbelievable. The time that we're in right now. It's, you know, sure you got to pinch yourself. Yeah, another one from Adorable. He's, he's got a lot to say right now. Love it. So I have a proposal to my fellow conservative Republicans. That great big wall that Trump wanted to build, we should build it. A huge, great big wall and put it right in the middle between church and state. How about that? Amen. 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 I couldn't I couldn't agree more because where do you draw the line? Which religion? Right. Uh, are we going to give Satanists the floor? Luciferians? Or is it just, you know, uh, Catholics and Protestants? Um, you know, Santa Ria, do they get a seat at the table? You know, where do you draw the line? So, is I mean, we're basically going against everything that we were told our country was founded upon the very foundation. Um, once again, all decided by rich landowning white men. So pretty disturbing. Got another message from Adorable. So as much as I agree with a lot of what you're saying, I would highly caution you from using this whole rich white men as a sticking point. Because if we're being historically correct, it was a Supreme Court of entirely rich white men that actually created Roe v. Wade and it was the most diverse Supreme Court in history in terms of the makeup having women and people of color that stripped it away. It's not about right, white, ugh, I can barely talk. It's not about white rich men having control. It's about elitist conservatives having control. Because whether, and as you've in, uh, mentioned Clarence Thomas, is not white, but yet he wants to exert control. So this isn't a race issue or a sex issue. This is a philosophical issue and a religious issue. I agree with that I too. With that. I think Clarence Thomas is arguably the worst of the bunch, uh, and he's a black man. Yeah, I think it's. I think he nailed it when he said elitist. It's a class issue. Yep. I see it as a mm -hmm. class issue. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.